Amen. Why don't we all give the Lord a big round of applause? Can we do that together? Why don't you try that? Why don't you try that again? I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. Why don't we give the Lord a round of applause and let's shout unto God just for a moment with the voice of triumph. Would you do that in this? Amen. There is faith in this room. There is expectation among us. I can feel it. The moment I got up here, I can feel the power of the Holy Ghost. And so I'm glad to be here in the presence of believers. Amen. All right. How many believers out there? All right. So I'll ask you to turn to 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 1 and I do realize, as the brother mentioned a moment ago, that uh, you open 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1, that some of you were at Midwest Youth Convention. I mean, how many had a great time there and what God did and poured out there? It's so good to see the young people singing and, and, and worshiping, right, leading us into worship. Why don't you give them a round of applause? I know we already did. We could do it again. That's all right. So I honor them, all the, all the hard work you guys did, and I pray it continues uh, in your life and it continues uh, through this church that you all would continue in that same vein of the Holy Ghost. I also want to take a moment uh, and honor your pastor and his family. I know you all love them. They work hard for this church. They love this church. And uh, why don't we give the Lord a big round of applause for the leadership that God has established here. I always like to uh, take that opportunity, whether the pastor is here or not, uh, for a very specific reason, and that is for one, just in case you are wondering if this is a good church or not, now you know the answer, right? And number two, uh, if you're a visitor and you're wondering, man, will, will the pastor and his family, will they love me, will they pray for me? Well, now you know the answer by the hand clap of the people of God, amen? So it is a privilege to have great people of God uh, that are leading you, that are serving you, that are here with you in this city, and I do honor them. Pray for them, really. Take a special moment and pray for them. Uh, it means the world to them. I can tell you that. As a pastor's son, we started a church in Los Angeles, and uh, when people would pray for us, especially when people would give us food, you know, that would really do something to us. <laughs> So honor them however you can with your best dish or the best whatever it is you can give them. They didn't tell me to say that, but I'm going to say it anyway. So honor them, all right? I also want to honor my wife and my boys who are not with me. We have been away from home for five weeks. We have literally not touched home, been in Kansas City, been anywhere near Missouri. And so last night we got in after a flight and driving three-plus hours uh, from Iowa, and so I decided to give my wife and my two boys, one who's three years old and one who's eight months, a little bit of a rest. That sound like a good plan there, right? Got a little bit of wisdom, just a little bit. And so I'm giving them a, a rest before the schedule continues to kick back up again. And so I honor them. I love them. Before I walked out, my wife said, you know, I'm praying for the service. 
and all that God is going to do. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible said, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? She said, Thine handmaid, notice this next part, hath not anything. In other words, I don't have anything uh, in the house save a pot of oil. All I have is a little pot of oil. And then he says, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. And he gives her a key. He says, Borrow not a few. Turn to your neighbor and say, Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. And so she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full, as she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. In other words, bring me another vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. Would you go ahead and lift up your hands just for a moment? Put your Bibles to one side. Let's lift up our voices all over this congregation. And let's ask God to align our heart with what he is about to do. Jesus, we thank you for the privilege to be here right now. I pray that you would anoint my mind, that you would loose my tongue to speak your word, that you would touch the hearts of every believer here in this place, God. I pray that we, we, you would touch every mind, every body. God, every sickness that's in this place, I take authority, every disease, every spirit of depression, of fear, of anxiety. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that your will be done right now. We thank you and we give you all the honor and all the glory. Would you clap your hands and would you magnify the Lord one more time? The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. If that's your prayer right now, would somebody clap your hands, and would you shout unto God with the voice of triumph? Would you shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph? Turn to your neighbor, tell him you're glad to see them here. I want you to shake about two or three people's hand all around you, and you may be seated. If they can give me a little bit more monitor here, that would be great. If they could raise me up on the monitor, that would be awesome. I want to talk to you for a brief moment on this topic, for a brief moment on this topic uh, if you will, he will. Turn to your neighbor and say, if you will, he will. All right, now I want you to tell them like you mean it. Can we do that? Say, if you will, he will. There you go. That sounds like we're in the last night of camp meeting. We're all fired up, ready to roll. Why don't you try it again? Tell them, if you will, he will. That's right. And I believe that there are principles in the Word of God that we live by, you live by. The Bible says on one occasion, 
to give and it shall be given unto you. They begin to talk about tithes and offering. You give of your tithes and offering. Why? Because you recognize, number one, that we have to, but number two, because you desire to also be given unto. I hear people say when they're picking up offering, now let's give unto the Lord, not so that he can give back to you, but rather so that you can show him your love. Now, I appreciate that. I think that's a good thing. But I think we're kind of missing out on something. I'm not going to talk about tithes and offering, all right? Don't everybody run out at once, okay? I'll move on here in a moment. But I hear people say that often, you know. I just had to get your attention, kind of wake you up a little bit. Talk about tithes and offering. People are like, oh, man, where are we going? And so, you know, the Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. So when I give, I expect I have faith. I believe that it also will be given unto me, right? Beyond what I could ever even imagine or ask or think, I believe that God will respond to my faith. And so I recognize that we must have faith, greater faith, bigger faith, a whole lot of faith, right? Mustard seed faith, faith to move mountains, we have to have faith in this hour that we are living in like never before. If this, there's any time to live by faith, it's in this time. If there's any time as the world is falling apart, if you will, as chaos is getting worse and worse, as things are, are, are absolutely going the wrong direction, if you will, according to the comfortability of our own life, we recognize that we must have more faith in God and not less faith in this hour. If you believe that, why don't you say amen? So I recognize that there are principles in the Word of God, and the principle I want to present to you is simply this, that if you will step out of your comfort zone, if you will step out of where you are into where you desire God to bless you, then in that moment, God will show up. How many of you believe that? I have, have been honored and, and blessed, privileged to evangelize these past five years, and, and I will go to a church, and I know it don't happen in this church, but every once in, thank you, I appreciate that, every once in a great while, uh, you know, I wonder what will happen if I walk down the aisle. Will you all light them up too? <laughs> Every once in a while, though, I will come to a church and be in a place where someone will be sitting all the way in the back, you know, and you say, come on down to the altar, and so-and-so is just that rock, you know what I mean? They are solid. They are not moving for anything or anybody, right? Only God can move them, and they'll tell you that. I usually will find my way back to that individual just to ensure that I have an opportunity to reach out to them. And I'll say, so just by the way, no one's safe here. If you're in the building, no one's safe, all right? And so I'll walk back and say, hey, you know, is there anything I can pray with you about? Is there anything that you need? Would you, would you desire to receive a miracle from God? A lot of people will say, well, when God decides to do the miracle, then uh, I believe that he will do it on his time. How many ever heard somebody try to be extra spiritual like that, right? You realize it's just a cop-out for their lack of faith. 
As they say, well, you know, when God zaps me out of my pew and he decides to heal me, you know, then it will be in that moment that then I will be healed. You know, I've got a sickness and I believe God can. I hear people say that all the time. I believe he can, but, you know, I don't know if he will for me. You're trying to be real spiritual, right, like a Paul or something. You know, i got a thorn in the flesh. Maybe I've got to live with this thorn in the flesh. Matter of fact, I believe this way. Why not continue praying until God says he's not going to heal it, then rather stop praying, right, to believe that, well, I guess it's just the way that life is supposed to be. Our job as believers is not to worry about when and if and maybe it might not happen. Our job as believers is to believe. There's no scriptures in the Bible that tells you how to respond when it might not happen. And if it doesn't happen, this is how you should believe and this is how you should respond. Why? Because our job as an apostolic believer is simply to believe that God can and that God will. And so I'm presenting to you today that I believe that God can, but I also believe that God will and I believe that he will tonight. I'm not waiting for another revival service. I'm not waiting for another Sunday morning when everybody's running the pews and when everybody's jumping all around. I am here today to tell you to confess to somebody that I believe without a shadow of a doubt that God can and that God will and that he will do it tonight. I don't care what your sickness is. I don't care what what your disease is. I don't care what you're struggling with. I believe that God can and that God will. If you believe that, somebody clap your hands like you really believe that. You may be seated. And so I recognize as the widow woman, the Bible says that her husband obviously had passed away, and now the prophet comes to her and says, hey, you know what, uh, what do you have in the house? She, she comes to the prophet in a panic, and she says, look, you know, the creditors are going to come, and they're going to take my two boys to be bondmen. They're going to have to serve uh, uh, these creditors until the debt is paid. Now my husband, see, back in that time, the husbands mainly would work, and my husband is not here to bring in the money for us, so I've got nothing. We're just, we've just got this pot of oil, and they're going to bring, you know, the creditors are going to come and take my sons, and, and it really isn't looking very good for me. And so the prophet says, okay, well, uh, what do you have in the house? What do you have that God can work with? That's what he's asking her, right? And notice her response. She says, well, we have nothing in the house. And then she says, except the pot of oil. Now, what she does have available, she feels is not worth enough for God to do a miracle. What she has left, things have been stripped from her. Her husband has just passed away. You can imagine the pain and agony she's going through. And what she has left monetarily in the house, she feels is worth nothing. You may feel like this last year, year and a half, month, week, whatever, has hit you with everything it's got. And, well, I don't really have anything left. I've tried to worship. I've tried to pray. I've tried 
tried to fast. I've tried to believe. And I don't feel like I've gotten anywhere with God. But he's looking to you to say, well, what do you have left in the house? You might say, well, all I've got is a hand clap left. All I've got is a dance left. All I've got is maybe a little jump left. All I've got is a shout left. If that's all you've got, I believe if you'll bring it to God and represent it to him in faith, that God will show up, that God will show out, that God will respond. He's not going to do anything if you decide to say, well, I guess on his time he's going to do it. No, 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 no. He's looking for somebody that's faithful. He's looking for somebody that put one foot in front of the other and say, I'm going to keep on believing. Even in an hour like this. So the Bible says that the prophet said, all right, well, I want you to grab that pot of oil. And then he gives her a key. Go tell your boys uh, to borrow as many vessels as they can find. Now, he's giving her a key because if she believes God can only fill two vessels, and she's only going to bring two vessels, right? But if she believes that God can, can fill more vessels, then she's going to bring as many as she can possibly find, right? And so she tells her boys, go, go, get as many as you can find. I mean, this lady at this point has got a whole lot of faith, all right? And she grabs that pot of oil. Now, here's the reality of this pot of oil right here. I've seen this growing up all my life, this extra version, whatever it is, holy anointing oil. You all know when we throw it all over you, right, that's it. It's over, you know? When we bring out the oil. Oil, it's boom, you know, like David was anointed from head to toe. And you're just like, wow, I'm taking it back to the Bible days, you know. And so we bring the oil out and we believe. But the reality is I cannot produce more oil than this bottle will hold. The most spiritual young person among us or spiritual person around us here that prays 10 hours a day, whatever it may be, fast, uh, you know, uh, eight days and seven days a week, right? You know, it's only seven days, but they just somehow managed to fast for eight days anyway. I mean, this spiritual guru of a person could not produce more oil than the bottle will hold. Impossible. Turn your neighbor and say, impossible. Doesn't happen. It's not going to work, all right? We cannot do that type of thing, right? I can't heal cancer. I can't heal any diseases. You can't open a blind eye or unstop the deaf ear. It will not work. You are not God. We recognize that, right? And so she brings that pot of oil. Now, at that point, as she brings the pot of oil and she grabs all of the vessels. Now, I almost want to start emptying out these vases over here. But anyway, I'm not going to do that. She'd bring all the vessels around, right, and those empty vessels. At this point in the story, all that is 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 there in the story accounted for is the mom or the wife, right? The two boys, the empty vessels, and one pot of oil. And the prophet's looking at her like, all right, now I want you to start pouring. There is no God at this point in the picture. Go read the story. The Bible doesn't say, and there was an angel. Sorry, y'all sat in the splash zone, okay? If I spit on you, disclaimer, I apologize. <laughs> we'll pray for you after, Okay. The Bible don't say that God all of a sudden whispered and said, hey, you know what, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to go ahead and fill all the vessels with oil. Yeah, I'm going to do a miracle. Watch this. No, no, no. The Bible doesn't say an angel just flapped the wings down, right? And all of a sudden she saw an angel and there was a deep voice and said, hey, my daughter, 
I am going to do the miraculous. There, there's nowhere in the Bible that says all of a sudden and through the wall, you know, was this, this great voice or a cloud or this. I mean, it's just not there in the story. And so at this point, this woman has heard what the prophet has said and said, all right, I'm going to believe another crazy man. And so all of a sudden she comes over, brings the pot of oil, and she grabs all of the vessels. At this point, God is not in the picture, right? But at this point, she has done what only she can do in the natural, all right? You hear what I'm saying? She has done by gathering all the vessels and grabbing that pot of oil and closing the door behind her. She has done what only she can do in the natural. And at this point, the Bible says she started pouring it. When she starts pouring, more oil comes out of the bottle than can actually fill the bottle. And one vessel's filled up and then two vessels filled up and three vessels filled up. You want to know why? Because when she did all she can do in the natural, God decided to show up and do what only he can do in the supernatural. What I'm trying to tell somebody today is that if you will step out of your comfort zone, I know this is a Wednesday night. I know this might be unordinary for you, but that's what I'm trying to do. Get somebody like a Peter to step out of the boat and say, well, y'all can stay in the boat if you want, but it's my night to walk on water. It's my night to see the vessel filled. It's my night to see diabetes go. It's my night to see arthritis leave. It's my night to see cancer disappear. It's my night to see the tumor go. It's my night to see the miraculous happen. Somebody clap your hands and magnify the name of the Lord. I feel in the Holy Ghost somebody's going to be healed here tonight. Uh, there are people going to be delivered here tonight in this building. Uh, if you believe that, why don't you clap your hands for a moment? Uh, if you really believe that, why don't you shout unto God? Uh, because I'm telling you what God desires to do is from the praises of his people, he is going to respond. Uh, and when he responds, uh, I'm telling you that's when the blind eye opens. Uh, that's when the deaf ear unstops. Uh, that's when the lame get up and walk. That's when depression get, walks out the door. That's when fear has to flee. That's when suicidal thoughts are broken. When the believer decides it's my time for a miracle. And so the principle simply is ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be open. I get people tell me after I ask them, would you like to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost? And they say, well, if God wants to do it, I want it to be. Just this past Sunday, someone told me at the altar, well, I just kind of want it to be when God wants it. I said, hey, well, I've got to tell you something. God already designed for it to happen. God has already wanted it for thousands of years that you been here, that we've been here on this earth uh, as human beings. But I want you to know that God's not going to come and just push the door down and say, well, here I am. No, no, no. He's a gentleman. He's waiting for somebody to say, come on in, God. I'll put aside the junk. I'll put aside the filth. I'll put aside the things that I've been living for so that I can be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, if you will, God will show up. Somebody shout amen if you really believe. I feel some faith rising in this building. You know what I feel like? I feel like there are people that want to get up and worship like you haven't done in a while. I really do. 
And what's going to happen right now as we continue preaching, the word of God gets to, to, to settling in your heart. You're going to feel it. And it's going to be up to you to respond. You know, it might be embarrassing when you're the only one clapping. Right? All right, now, now I know I'm talking because everybody's quiet. I know I'm talking about something good. Right? It might be embarrassing when you get up and you start, well, I feel like dancing, but no one else is dancing, you know. I, I feel like shouting, but there's no one else shouting. I feel like believing. Well, the Bible says there was one man that literally told his friends, hey, put me down and through the roof, man. I'll do whatever I got to do. Another guy, blind Bartimaeus, the Bible said he, though he was blind, he told his friends, get me on the right side of the road. If you get me on the right side of the highway, when Jesus is walking through our village, I, I, I'll, I'll hear the commotion. I'll know what's going on because I can hear it and I'm in the right place at the right time. And I'm not just going to let Jesus pass me by. If there was anybody that had an opportunity for Jesus to pass them by, it surely was the guy that couldn't see, but he decided, wait, hold on, hold on. There's a commotion. Uh, I can't let that pass me by. Jesus is walking through my village. Uh, he's the only one that can heal my body. He's the only one that can set me free. He's the only one that can touch your mind. Uh, so I encourage somebody tonight, uh, get on the right side of the road. Don't stay quiet about it. Don't stay quiet about your need. Get a hold of the hand of God like blind Bartimaeus and tell him, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Thou son of David. Somebody clap your hands and shout unto God. I feel faith rising in this building. Doubt has tried to creep in, but there's somebody in this place that says, I'm not going to let the devil win. I'm not going to let the enemy win. I believe. One more time, would you shout unto God like they did at the walls of Jericho? Would somebody begin to shout as you cry out in the Holy Ghost? I'm telling you, walls are going to fall. Yeah, that's it. That's it right there. If you will, I'm telling you, God's already here. But it's up to you to decide to jump in the waters while they're being stirred. It's up to you on a Wednesday night to decide to let God do the miraculous. Go ahead. Somebody clap your hands one more time. That's what we came for. We came to entertain the presence of God. We came to entertain Jesus. We came to worship Almighty God. telling you today, I feel the Holy Ghost already in this building. How many of y'all feel that? How many of you feel that? You know, let's all stand our feet. I don't like to keep preaching when Jesus is here. Is that all right? You might say, hold on, that's short. Well, we're already off the schedule, just in case you haven't noticed. I looked at my notes about once. You know what that means? Jesus took over. Right? As you remain standing, I want you to know it was Peter that looked at Jesus and Jesus said, all right, it's really me, Peter. They were questioning, who is that out on the shore? And Peter says, if it's really you, then let me come. You know what that means? Just let me walk on the water just like you. Peter recognized if that's really Jesus, then he can cause the miraculous to happen. That will be proof that Jesus, that's really him. Think about that for a moment. Anyone ever said, Jesus, if you're really real? If that's really you, 
What if you did that tonight? Jesus, if that's really you, then you'll show me by allowing me to do the impossible. By allowing the impossible to become possible, you will reveal yourself to me. But guess what? You've got to step out first. Because then at that moment, Jesus spoke to Peter and said, come. That was all he said. Jesus didn't grab Peter, right, with the Holy Ghost power and translate his body from the boat onto the water and automatically start moving his legs. It don't work that way. All that Jesus told Peter was come. That's it. Right? And at that point, Peter had to make the greatest decision that he would make for the next moment. And that was simply this. Watch this revelation, this great revelatory Greek and Hebrew ready for you. This is what you learn in Bible college, okay? Now Peter had to put left foot over the boat and right foot over the boat. And this is the greatest decision. He had to decide to jump off the boat. And at that time that he decided, that was the moment that Jesus made the water walkable. You understand what I'm saying here today? If you will decide side uh, to keep on pouring out of that little pot of oil. Maybe your hand clap. Maybe your shout. Uh, maybe your dance. I don't know. Maybe your run. Uh, whatever it may be. Maybe your leap. Uh, maybe that's all you've got left. Uh, maybe that's all you have here tonight. Uh, but if that's all you got, I dare somebody to start pouring it out uh, on the presence of God. I dare somebody to start pouring it out uh, and watch what, that's what I'm talking about, and watch what God will do. Uh, watch what miracles will happen. You felt the atmosphere shift. I'm telling you, that's what happens when believers believe. If you're sick in your body and you want to heal him from God, I want you to come down to the altar quickly. Raise your hands right now. Would you come? If you've got a need that you want Jesus to heal or touch or deliver, don't wait. Don't hesitate. Bring your neighbor. Bring somebody down. I'm telling you, this is the moment. This is the opportunity. You wanted to see God move in a greater way? Then get down to the altar and believe that when you step out, God will show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I want you to let your voice out. When somebody let your voice, yeah, yeah, just like that. As a blind Bartimaeus, healing, go, healing virtue in your body now from head to toe, right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pain, leave your body right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody, step out of the boat. Somebody step out of the boat. There's a Paul and Silas in the building, in prison, right now shackled by whatever spirits have been tormenting your mind. If you'll begin to celebrate, if you'll begin to worship just like they did, I'm telling you prison walls will fall down. I'm telling you prison doors will be open. I'm telling you today, if you will, God will show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something real happening right now. There's something real happening. Go ahead, Jesus is walking.
Jesus is walking through our town. We've heard the tide one day. 